Hey guys, it's Michael Q, and today I'm going to learn something I didn't know before. I'm going to learn about mindfulness. It's another one of those words you hear thrown around a lot these days. I feel like even three, four years ago, you didn't hear the word mindfulness so much. Now everyone's talking about being mindful. So what does it mean to be mindful? Is this something that we have to incorporate in our everyday lives? Will this make us better? find out, I brought on an expert. Her name is Dr. Patricia Collard. She's a senior lecturer at the University of East London. She's one of the most sought-out speakers on the subject, with over a dozen books written on mindfulness, including the Mindfulness Bible, MBCT for Dummies, and the Little Book of Mindfulness. So we are truly lucky to have her on. And the first thing I'd like to know from Patrizia is, what is mindfulness? So the official definition would be bringing your awareness to one point of focus deliberately and without judgment. I'm going to explain what she means by without judgment, because if you're new to mindfulness, that term may seem confusing. You see, when you are correctly practicing mindfulness and you find yourself in the present, it's natural for thoughts to come in your head, just like you'll still hear sounds in your environment and have all the normal bodily sensations. The key to be mindful is to not evaluate them as good or bad. So let your thoughts come and let them go, without judgment. Bringing your awareness, your focus, to one particular point, so that would be, for example, the breath or sounds, at a particular time, deliberately and without judgment. So the why is there the without judgment? Because mindfulness is not just used to get into a sort of happy, go lucky, relaxed state, but it very often is also used to control pain or to control danger. So that's why we have the without judgment, even if you know it is a negative experience that we are trying to cope with mindfully, we are going to apply mindfulness. So it's, it's different from, say, a general relaxation exercise. With meditation becoming so commonplace in culture today, it seems like there are endless types. So I'm curious, what's the difference between mindfulness and all the other kinds of meditation practices? Mindfulness and mindfulness meditation is just one strand, if you want, of meditation, right. whereas mindfulness meditation is focusing on a particular anchor of attention, and this anchor of attention could be your breath, or it could be scanning through your body, or it could be listening to sound deliberately and tuning out all the other senses. So you always have one anchor of attention which is connected to one of your senses. So you're not emptying the mind, but you're stilling the mind 
by reducing the input. I think I should take a moment to describe what a meditation anchor actually is. Anchors are mental objects you associate with a particular state of mind. Traditionally, an anchor is a mantra or breathing. By applying your anchor, you automatically recall the state of mind in which it's associated. Each time a distraction occurs, you use your anchor, inhaling, exhaling, to bring you back to the present moment. So mindfulness can, on the one hand, be defined as bringing your awareness to the present moment deliberately and without judgment, but it could also be defined as noticing when the mind wanders off to a place where you don't want it right now and bringing it back to the focus where you need it right now. The mind constantly flits off. It's like a little kitten, you know, or a little puppy. It flits off and you kindly and gently invite it to come back into the present moment. And this happens when you're mindful in daily circumstances, mindful conversation, mindful eating. It turns out mindfulness can be applied to enhance your experience consuming food. Mindful eating is about developing an awareness and being present while you have a meal. Engaging your senses by paying particular attention to colors, smells, textures, and flavors, but also noticing your body's cravings and physical cues while you're actually in the process of eating. Since it takes your brain about 20 minutes to realize you're full, oftentimes the fullness signal may not arrive until you've already eaten too much. By eating mindfully, you naturally slow down your pace. I know meditation is commonly recommended to treat depression and anxiety. So I was curious to get Patricia's input on how that can be accomplished. In the late 90s, uh, cognitive behavioral therapists who had been very successful in treating depression, realized that some people, although they could be treated with cognitive behavioral therapy and got better, but some constantly, like within a year or two years, had a relapse. So CBT was good for treatment, but somehow they didn't know how to avoid relapsing back into depression or severe anxiety. Um, and so they were on the lookout for something they could add to traditional CBT. It turns out mindfulness in conjunction with cognitive therapy, or MBCT, is a modern breakthrough in the treatment for clinical depression. Mindfulness enables you to notice your feelings, and cognitive therapy helps you work through them. Instead of getting consumed by negative thoughts or emotions, you're able to immediately identify your feelings, label the feeling to disempower it, and redirect your attention away. A review of nine clinical trials analyzing people with severe depression found the application of mindfulness-based cognitive therapy actually reduced the chances of a patient relapsing for up to 60 weeks.
this works just as well for treatment as medications without all the negative side effects. One of the biggest challenges people have with meditation is the ability to sit still and stay focused. Human attention span is at its lowest ever. With all the push notifications, email alerts, ads, never-ending updates from social media, staying focused is an uphill battle. According to a study by Microsoft, the average human being now has an attention span of 8 seconds. To put it in perspective, the average goldfish is 9 seconds. For the typical internet user, your screen time focus is 40 seconds before you're distracted. So with all of our distractions, how can we be mindful? You need to carve out time for it. So if you're constantly on social media, if you're watching TV while your computer is on and you're checking your text messages or your Twitter or Facebook account, I mean, you will find it very difficult to be mindful. You need a certain amount of discipline. In order to be mindful, you need to apply it in, you know, a daily practice of meditation from 5 minutes to 45 minutes, whatever you can manage, the more the better. We know that it changes the neural pathways in your brain. We know that mindful people are actually in general more creative, more compassionate, uh, have a better immune system, etc. This part really fascinates me, so I wanted to go deeper on the benefits of meditation and your immune system. A Harvard medical study at the Chopra School for Well-Being found groups of meditators had shifts in genes related to stress, inflammation, and wound healing. Experienced meditators found an even greater shift in combating viral infections. A statement made by Harvard representatives said, based on our results, the benefit we experience from meditation isn't strictly psychological. There is a clear and quantifiable change in how our bodies function. Patrizia mentioned mindfulness can help you be more creative. And I've read that so many successful artists practice meditation in general, so I wanted to know more about her thoughts on creativity and mindfulness. It helps the mind to calm so that the mind can then go into a, the creative space. You have two nervous systems. You have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system basically causes you to fight or flee or freeze. In all those three situations, do you think you're going to be creative? You know, when you're in the parasympathetic nervous system, lying on the beach or in the garden, on your sofa, on the carpet, or, you know, walking through the woods, this is when the mind settles into being in the now. And this is when then creativity as a space to expand. The science behind how your mind becomes creative is really cool. It turns out so much of the creative thought process is actually conditional to the right neurochemistry. 
The reptilian part of our brain, which is concerned with survival, will act as a roadblock to your best creative state. If your brain is busy dealing with emotions, it won't allocate resources to the neocortex, which is where creative thinking is literally created. Through the use of mindfulness meditation, studies have been shown to reduce the activity of your reptilian brain and make a pathway to your best creative self. The use of mindfulness meditation to enhance creativity has been proven to be so effective that Disney recommends the practice to its employees to achieve creative solutions. Even Google has an in-house mindfulness program. I know not everyone has the time to invest to become a dedicated meditator. So I wanted to know what's a tip that everyone can start practicing today to start incorporating mindfulness in their life. Bringing awareness to something that you do anyhow and pay more attention to it. Really feel it. Really sense it. So, for example, if you're drinking a cup of coffee, holding your cup, feeling the weight of the cup, the size of the cup, the shape of the cup, the texture of the cup, then sipping the coffee. First, how does the warm liquid enter your mouth? Tasting it really, and then noticing what the body has to do to swallow it. It's an amazing thing to drink mindfully, to eat mindfully. First, your taste buds will be much more alive, and also you will be uh, you know, amazed at what the body can do. So an everyday activity, making it into a mindful everyday activity, is, is, is a tip that anybody can implement, because I'm not asking you to sit down for 10 minutes and meditate. I'm actually saying, do what you're doing anyhow, but do it with more awareness. There was so much great information there. I hope you guys found as much value out of that as I did. Try to incorporate some mindfulness in your life. You can see how it can help you out in so many different ways. Um, If you like what you heard, you can get one of Patrice's books at her website, entermindfulness.com. And until next time, stay curious, guys. Thank you.